Hey, 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 more or less with Jess, listeners, friends, fam. It is a new month. It's March, which means we're going to try out a new day to drop mini-sodes. We're going to make Tuesdays the new day. And I want to preface this, too, as a check-in with it being a new month and definitely no secret. It's been a full year since COVID hit the U.S. Um, I feel like there's this commonality lately that we're all just in the state of existence and just feeling kind of crappy so i'm with you if you're feeling like half a human and like your emotions are all over the place i think our brains tend to associate anniversaries much more than we think it does um and that can kind of cause us subconsciously to feel all out of whack um but on the flip side i'm really excited about today's episode getting back in the groove of recording I'm chatting with one of my favorite artists right now, Sarah Barrios. We're talking about being in our feelings, vulnerability as a creative, and just working on self-love. And for context, it's actually probably a year to the day. I was sitting in a New York City coffee shop, catching up with one of my first internship bosses, Brittany, and she was telling me about this new pop up-and-coming singer-songwriter she was working with named Sarah Barrios. And she was like, Jess, I think you're really going to dig her. And here we are, more or less. Hello, I is Sarah Barrios. I am a singer-songwriter uh, signed to Visionary and Arista Records under Sony. I make music all the time. I have two EPs out, just finished and released my last EP called Conversations with Myself. You can check it out on all places that you can hear stuff. Um, yeah, I make music for a living. <laughs> That's pretty much it. And today, in this moment, how are you feeling, more or less? Hmm. I feel like I am constantly a walking dichotomy of both feeling good and feeling not so great. Um, I feel I am a very self-aware human being, which is a really great thing because I can observe myself in a way that I feel like a lot of people maybe aren't used to, where I can be like, ah, I'm feeling this way and I know why I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling. And I know the root of that feeling and I know the root of that feeling. So I can literally trace it back to whatever childhood trauma started the whole goddamn thing. Um, The problem with being that self-aware is you can just casually decide not to do anything about it, which is what I talk about with songwriting as well Is like, being a songwriter, you can write about your feelings and that's so special, but you can also decide not to write about them because you're aware of them. So um, it's kind of a back and forth of being aware of why I'm feeling shitty and then also trying to like choose the healthier option of coping with it instead mm-hmm. of just being like, LOL, never mind, it's fine, it's cool. So do you feel like being self-aware, because I, I feel that too. Like I just overanalyze and then go down like the mm-hmm. domino effect of like, this oh, yeah. is why I'm feeling all mm-hmm. the things. But lately I've been attributing that to therapy. Um, I don't mm. know if you've been in therapy at all. But I have not been in therapy. It's one of those things where like, once you start digging through your feelings and like the layers, like, you know how they say like, people are like onions. I don't know if anyone says that actually. I think I'm just They said it in Shrek, Shrek. baby. It's Shrek. <laughs> I was like, I think I'm just quoting Shrek. <laughs> As you should. Okay, so ogos are like layers, you know, all that good stuff. Um, I feel like in therapy, I've found myself then questioning all the things that make me me. Mm-hmm. Um, just because that's, those are environments where you just really get real with yourself. Right. I feel like, you know, with songwriting, that's a place where like, you're kind of forced to confront all the feelings. I think 
with songwriting, it can be a place that you're forced to do that. I think mm -hmm. songwriting, because you're the person writing about it, you really have to be both the client and the therapist at the same time, um, which depending on where you're at in your journey can be extremely difficult and you choose to be the client and kind of avoid the topic altogether. And some days you're like ready to be the therapist and ready to dig through it. So I think depending on my mood and where I'm at with my mental health, usually I try to steer towards the more vulnerable side of things when I'm writing songs, because I think it's super helpful to get it out. And I also think I'm a firm believer in the song sometimes writes you somebody told me that once, Ooh. where you kind of write a song and you're like, here's a song. I know it means something to me, but it's like not crazy deep. And I don't think that I've really like, you know, read myself. Um, and then like two months later, when it comes out, you're like, Oh, like, I was writing about something that was super, super subconsciously like deep in my soul and what I was going through. And by the time it comes out, you're like ready to listen. So I think kind of letting yourself guide your feelings is also important too. So the follow-up question is, what is one thing you need more of and what is one thing you need less of? Mm. Ooh, that's a fantastic question. I think I need more of um, self-love, I think, is something that I've been working on a lot and really understanding, like, what that means. Like, it's not just, like, a face mask and a Twitter post mm -hmm. to yourself. Like, love yourself. <laughs> and it, that doesn't, like, you don't, like, post something like that and then immediately be like, wow, I'm the most confident person on the planet. We love this. Um, but, like, truly, like, working on um, embracing who you are, somebody told me that picturing a 10 year old version of either yourself or someone you care about in front of you and saying the things to them that you say to yourself. And when I kind of started doing that, I was like, Oh my God, I would literally never say this to like, even a person I didn't like, like, it's so mean. Why would I, why am I doing it to myself? Um, and I find like, I have a lot of anxiety and a lot of depression as of recent. Um, and I, naturally find that a lot of that stems from things that I create in my own brain, just based off of my own, I don't think I'm good enough, or I don't think I'll be capable of doing it. So no matter how many people are like, yo, like, that's so cool, you're doing this. And like, I think that it's so crazy that you can do all this, 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 and this. And I'm like, okay, well, I can't. So or I'll like self deprecate to like make it easier. So definitely need more of some self love and like understanding what it means to care for yourself. And then need less, I think, of victimizing myself, um, which has been something that I've been talking about with a lot of songwriters recently in a lot of sessions where we've been kind of talking about um, understanding having a mental illness and being like, like, I had a point where I would like look outside and I usually see a tree and be like, Oh, my God, I love that tree. It's so beautiful. I'll cry about it because I'm super emotional. And I love that. And that's fantastic. And like, how beautiful is it to exist? This is so amazing. And I got to a place where I would like look outside and feel nothing. And instead of being like, wow, like I'm feeling this way, and that really sucks. But like, at least I still get to feel it like finding a silver lining in it. I would be like, ooh, I feel depressed. 
I can't believe I feel depressed. People are dying, so I must suck. You suck for thinking you suck. And then it just keeps going down and down and down. And you keep making yourself a victim. Oh, I couldn't do this because I have anxiety. And I have anxiety because I'm incapable of doing this. And it's a constant like cycle of self-deprecation that quite literally like will manifest a negative thing. I would get into sessions and I'd tell my manager like, hey, this session is not going to go well. I just like, no, it's not going to go well. He's like, well, if you go in with that mindset, you 1000% will be right. And naturally I would so that I could get out of it and be like, told you, like I told you I was messed up. I told you I was anxious and depressed and couldn't get anything done. Um, So I think I'm kind of trying to work on just not victimizing myself, like calling myself out for things and being responsible for those feelings, acknowledging the feelings that I'm having, but also not berating myself for having those feelings, like letting them be valid and letting them exist in a way that is there, but without pushing myself down for having it. And also not like gassing myself up either. Like it's not cool to have a mental illness. Oh yeah. That's that's a whole can of worms that is just so, that's another TED talk for another another time. (laughs) I think like, even for me, like I've, I've struggled with anxiety and depression for more years than I can even fathom. But I think learning over time that like, it's part of me, but it doesn't define me. Um, and that's 1000%. That's something that like every day I kind of have to work on. And mm. yesterday you posted something, um, like feeling like shit, but reminding myself I'm not shit. Right. Like, and that's so real, especially in quarantine where like, I feel like all I do is like check the internet and see what everyone's yeah. doing. And it's like, wow, I'm really a crappy human being. Cause I didn't build like an empire. Over right. <laughs> and it's crazy that like, it's during the pandemic where no one can really do anything that I feel like people are feeling worse. Like I never felt affected by social media. I've always been someone who's like, I wouldn't go on the internet and be like, wow, that girl's so much prettier than me. Why don't I look like her? But I would like go through my own photos and be like, wow, I was so much cooler when I was younger. Like I was so much happier. Like, oh, this is so great. When in reality, that wasn't true. Oh my God. And I still do that. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, Oh, that was my peak. Like that was so much cuter then. And like, I seem so much happier and I'm literally trash now. Um, fully aware that I've done that like six different times with six different age brackets and different hair colors. Yeah. Relax. But now like during quarantine, when no one's able to do like anything, it's almost been like worse, I think on the mental health because we're constantly connected. Um, and that's both a beautiful thing. And then also I think has its ups and downs where it's like, I'm seeing people be really DIY and creative and really just like out there. And like, honestly, a lot of like really confident people coming out of the woodwork being like, yo, confidence, like you can have it, like you can get it. And me being like, okay, well, I don't have it and I don't, I can't get it. And like, I'm not as creative as this person. And why didn't I think of that? Why didn't that video go viral? Mm. Like, you know, all of these things that don't actually matter or exist. Um, so that's definitely been a process. I, I feel that completely. I feel like before COVID, I was so busy out doing things that I didn't check my phone as much. Um, mm-hmm. I was still, you know, on Instagram here and there and different yeah. apps, but like, I was out doing things that made me happy. And then now with COVID, I feel like because 
being on my phone is the only way to stay connected to people it's like okay now I find myself down a rabbit hole of like I don't know what the hell I'm doing with my life like there's just so many emotions um but I I'm curious like did you feel pressure to release music over quarantine no I feel well I'm very grateful that I had pretty much done all of the music that has come out and also will be coming out before quarantine I got very lucky that I was in Sweden right before quarantine hit and COVID popped up um wrote a ton of music while I was there um probably one of the few times that I didn't have anxiety I think that was like peak like I went to Sweden and I was like oh my god I don't feel anything like I'm happy. I am thriving right now. I feel like a bad bitch. Let's go. Um, Came back to the States, went to New York to see the label. That was great. They all loved the music. So that was fantastic. I signed with them and then came back to LA, COVID hit. And then I had all this music. I was like, I have to put it out. I just got signed. I want people to hear stuff. I have so many ideas. I want to make music videos. I wanted to put a song out every month, which we're still doing. Um, um, and I was just like, I just want to put music out that means something to people and hopefully will help them connect. I had no idea that we would be in a place where like people would be needing i guess vulnerable music because i wasn't expecting us to be in a pandemic right um but in a way it's given me the opportunity to see how deeply people are listening to music i didn't really i naturally because you exist in your own brain you constantly think you are the main character and you are the only person ever experiencing what you're experiencing which is incorrect but you know, I write these songs and I'm like, wow, I'm the only person ever to feel depressed. I can't believe I invented it. And then I'll like put the song out and everyone will be like, no, like we all feel the same way. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So it gave me a lot of perspective and also just like hearing everyone's like struggles and things that they deal with and how they cope and things that they're learning um, through their mental health journey and other artists like collaborating with, I think, I think we did three collaborations on the last one with Rents and um, Siddhartha and Mark. Everyone really stepped up to the table and was like ready to talk about how their mental health was doing. And that was really cool. Um, Cause I think that's something that a lot of people need right now, or at least sometimes you need one person to like start the conversation for you. And then it's a little yeah. less scary. At least that's how I feel. I constantly like to be the person that like I have a lot of anxiety. And when I go into a room with a bunch of songwriters, I don't know. I'm always the first person to be like, yo, what's up? How are you feeling today? I feel like shit. Anyways, let's talk about it. So at least we diffuse the fact that like we're all going through something. And that's my way of coping with my own anxiety and also trying to make sure that everyone in the room feels comfortable enough that we can talk about that. And so I think having songs where you get to collaborate with other artists is kind of like that with the listeners it's like hey like we're talking about it like join the conversation like tell me how you're feeling um I think that was really cool so there wasn't a lot of pressure to release I was just happy to I had a lot I have a lot of feelings I had a lot to say (laughs) so I'm like here take it eat let's go yeah yeah. it's it's so crazy too to 
somebody I'm proud of is on my bad bitch anthem playlist. Hey, like, let's go. I swear to God, Sarah, like I listened to that song and like I've told Tamima this, I've told Brittany this, if y'all are yeah. listening. Um, but I listen to it like on a daily basis. Like it's my hype oh my up God. jam. I love that. It's one of those songs that it's like how you were saying earlier, like message to your younger self and like what would you want to say to your younger self? Like I feel like that song pretty much just for me embodies everything like if my younger self could see me now like what would they think I love Um, that that makes me so happy and like you said like it takes artists to open up the conversation and like even with this podcast with more or less like you're actually the first artist on the show I'm super oh my god first yeah like I feel so honored thank you (laughs) we've been talking with like organizations and like people behind the scenes and managers but like you're the first artist and I'm like I cannot think of anyone freaking cooler to do the show um, but what's what's coming up next for you? I'm still releasing a single every month. So just released one last month. We're releasing one next month. And then there will be songs after that and songs after that and songs after that. Oh, yeah. awesome. <laughs> um, I've had a different color for every EP and a different like thought process for each one. So the first one was Love and Heartbreak and the colors were pink and red. This last one was more introspection and a lot of mental health and heady kind of stuff. Um, so that was blue and green and we're stepping into a new era, um, of yellow and orange, which I'm very excited about. Um, so make with that what you will. Um, but I'm excited to kind of step into a new chapter. I mean, all of these were kind of made to feel like little books in a series. Um, so they all kind of go into each other, but they're also like specific to one's like thought process. So. I'm excited for everybody to hear the next kind of batch of tunes. Kudos to you for like having all the ideas and like executing them too. Like, I'm crazy. I think, no, you're, um, <laughs> you're, you're doing the damn thing. Like, okay, I, I'm doing the damn thing. Yes, we're, we're doing, going with we're that vibe. We're going to work on the yeah, confidence yes. thing. Yes, like, ma'am. We're all doing the confidence thing. So this is the part of the podcast where if I had sponsors, I would, you know, put a little ad here. But in between Sarah and I's pep talk, um, I did get a chance to ask her the power of having a great creative team around you and how that influences her as an artist. I think the tough part is just like making sure you have a good team and a good group around you. Cause I think, I think it's really good to ask other people for advice and like ask their opinion on songs and stuff. Like I do that with all of my stuff. My manager and I work very closely together on everything that I do. So, um, I like to lean on him for his advice as well. But I think like if I didn't trust him and like know him as a person, like that's where it gets sus for a lot of uh, artists is like having a lot of opinions from a lot of different people that don't know them on a personal level enough to like understand their mental health first and then go from there. I think it's just kind of a lot of people with a lot of opinions. It goes back to that, again, that concept of like, the humanity behind it um mm-hmm. and like treating people as a as a thing and as an it versus an artist with yeah. a lot of feelings and a lot of emotions and a lot of creative drive yeah i mean it's tough because the job that we have i talk about this with a lot of songwriters all the time is the job that we have is quite literally we're monetizing our feelings it's like somebody yeah. going into our like i'm in a therapy session with you and somebody coming in and taking all of the therapy work that we just did and then just sending it out on social media and like making a marketing plan for it and making a video for it and like look at all of her feelings, um, which in a way is really, really cool 
Um, but I think definitely gets messy really quick when it's no one's handling the mental health. They're just letting you talk about it and then putting it out on the internet. I think it gets, it's a, it's a sticky thing. Like you're talking about your feelings and then trying to make money off of your feelings and who yeah. you are as a person, you're monetizing yourself. You are the product and the thing that's being created. So it can get tough. I think when there's business involved, but I think there's something so special about being able to emotionally connect with people all over the world. Um, and like understanding that you're not the only person going through it and hearing other people's ways of living and how it affects them. Obviously, like I am a white facing woman and like in Los Angeles, I definitely have it better than most. Um, so being able to have a song and then hear somebody else who has a different way of life or a different experience in living on this planet and hearing their version it's really special and i feel like i'm constantly being like educated by people which i think is really really cool and not something that you get when you're like just like working in finance mm. not that there's anything wrong with that get that coin but you shout know shout out finance bros shout out finance <laughs> sarah where can everybody find you i'm on all the social medias under sarah barrios twitter instagram facebook youtube um, and then we're on Spotify and Apple Music and SoundCloud and Tidal and all that jazz under Sarah Barrios as well. Oh, thank you again for like your vulnerability and, and honesty oh and keeping it real. Like I, it just means a lot. And thank you again, Britt and Tamima for, Yo, shouts. for me. <laughs> shouts to the squad. Dude, thank you for having me. I'm always down to pour my feelings out on the internet. It's kind of my thing. <laughs>